Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. American League West race, I don't know if you can call it a race, but it's, uh, it's, a, it's a race even in May, um, is still with the Mariners on top. So they're still continuing to roll along. Let's talk about that with Greg Johns a little bit at Madison Footer. And uh, Greg, let's start by I want to talk I don't want to start this on a negative note but I am going to kind of but Taiwan Walker um, I'm getting a little worried about our guy here so he has not had the most wonderful May after uh, a 144 ERA and four starts in April he's now uh, putting up a 523 ERA in four starts in May so um, do we he's he's allowing a lot of home runs um, should we be worried about anything at this point I you know I don't think so Allison maybe I'm just just uh, you know Got the eyes closed, but I, I think Taiwan, I mean, he had one start, the, the, the two-inning outing when he, uh, you know, his neck was sore. He gave up a couple bombs and that. He shouldn't have probably been out there. They, they thought the neck would loosen up, and it, it just didn't, and then they got him out got him out of there in a hurry, but he, you know, he gave up a couple home runs, and, and uh, it came back his, his next game, pitched very well, extremely well, uh, for five innings, and then got into a little control problems and, and uh, gave up a grand slam, and suddenly you know, a really good start turned into a, a no decision. And then, you know, he came into Baltimore and gave up a couple homers. Baltimore is a tough place to pitch, and the Orioles lead the American League in home runs. They're, it's not an easy place. So, you know, I, I think Taiwan, I think the huge thing we have to remember, and everyone should remember, is that he's 23 years old. And, uh, uh, you know, as good as he can be, he's he's still working his way through things and learning you know, when to throw his off-speed stuff. You know, he said after the start in Baltimore, he, he probably relied a little too much on the off speed and should have should have gone with the heater a little more and uh, it's kind of a, it's an adjustment game for any pitcher and he's kind of learning his way through that and you, you can't just come out and throw fastballs they'll jump on it you can't just come out and throw you know off speed stuff uh, everybody knows that but when you're in a game and you're kind of adjusting back and forth it's 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 not always easy and uh, you know he's he's a really talented kid I think uh, he's going to be very good down the road and I think right now he's just sort of you know, learning the game as, as every pitcher does. And uh, don't forget, he's 23 years old. He's got a whole lot of baseball ahead of him. Yeah, and that's the other really big advantage to being on a good team is that he's, they, they can give him time and a longer leash. And, and like you said, I mean, he's young. He's obviously hugely talented. This is not going to continue most likely. But the fact that they're still winning a lot of games um, has to help. Yeah, it's, it's funny, Austin. I was looking at something today in uh, – you know, here the Mariners are in first place, uh, you 
out getting toward the end of May. And uh, Felix and Iwakuma are between the two of them, uh, four and seven. And ah. the team on, on the games that they've started is seven and nine. And the other three starters, Miley, Walker, and uh, Carnes, are, uh, are 10 and six. And the team is 16 and eight on the days they start. Uh, that's pretty good, you know. If, if you're uh, if you your two big guns are, are kind of middling along and your your bottom three are, are really carrying you, that's that's a pretty good sign actually. And and Walker, a big part of that, and uh, Miley also throwing very well, and, and Nathan Carnes has really come on. So that's uh, that's I think that that is why they're in first place without a question. You know that that the three guys, the three, four, and five in that rotation, pitching very well, and, and nice to see James Paxton throwing real well down at Tacoma. So. Pitching depth, uh, name of the game in a lot of places, and that sort of got the Mariners where they are right now. Yeah, I feel like we haven't talked enough about Wade Miley. So his last outing, uh, he had a long, kind of a long first inning, but then he really got into a groove. Um, and we really haven't discussed much about him, except that he's just part of what looks to be a very solid rotation. But that's um, that's a good guy to have in the middle of that rotation. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a veteran. And when they, when they brought him in, they said, you know, DePoto was very clear, you know, this is a guy that pitches 200 innings every every uh, year and that's a, that's a guy we need on this team because you do have uh you know Taiwan Walker who's very young you do have Nathan Carnes who's really only pitched one season in the majors you know you got James Paxton who uh, you know is, is in that mix and, and has had injury questions and things and and Iwakuma you know, has, has been off and on with injuries over the past but he wanted a guy he could count on you know to be solid and, and Miley's been that and and really more here recently his first couple outings really really struggled I mean just was did not look good. Turned things around. I remember there was a start in Anaheim uh, where he came out. It was I think it's third start of the year. He came out and they were kind of jumping all over in the first inning. And it's like a a, a light flip a switch flipped at that point. You know he was excellent the rest of that game. And, and from there on, it's just been really good. Uh, you know he works quick. He, he throws strikes. Uh, you know he came into Baltimore and, and uh, you know through uh, uh, you know shut them out for his uh, the time he was on the mound. So. You know, he's given them everything they could hope and really solidified that rotation in the middle, kind of the, the bridge between the, the top two guys and the young guys at the bottom. You know, he's kind of been the, the guy in the middle. It's kind of really been a big big boost for them this year. So the the Mariners had a very fun game against the Orioles recently. They beat them 10 nothing. Um, I think Scott Service even used the word fun um, when describing what he was experiencing while watching the whole thing unfold. So uh, Nelson Cruz drove in five rounds. Um, I mean, teams need those kinds of games no matter. I mean, it's good when, when that happens, when a team's not going very well. It gives them a chance to breathe a little bit. But those are always kind of good games to have when you get, um, you know, you get way more offense than you need, and then you get really good pitching. Um, so that had to be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, and Scott uses the word fun a lot. That's kind of been a, an interesting thing with him as a manager. One of the first things he told the, the players is, you know, we need to have more fun. You need to enjoy this game. And, and he says, looking back at his own career, you know, I, I didn't realize until till I was toward the end of it that, that, you know, I was way too serious about things. Sometimes you got to step back. And uh, he's tried to kind of impart that on his guys to enjoy the journey, and they've certainly done that. And you certainly enjoy it more when you're winning 10-0. But uh, they've won a, a whole lot of one-run games, been very good at them, I think, once seven of their last eight one-run games. That's a big big reason they're winning as well. Uh, they certainly enjoy those. But, yeah, it's nice to get the, the big offense, get some points, get some runs up on the board and, uh, and roll, kind of kind of breathe. Uh, that was a, a classic game, I think, to show why this uh, this offense is, is on a nice roll. Cano, Cruz, and Seager combining for all 10 RBIs. And uh, that mid-three mid of the lineup has been really, really good. The, the three of them hitting uh, about a combined 375 in May. 
and uh, all three of them now, Allison, on pace for uh, 30 homers and 100 RBIs for the season. So if you get that kind of production in the middle of your order, uh, that certainly bodes well. Yeah, yeah, you pretty much can. It, it's the pitching holes if you're going to win the division doing that stuff. Um, okay, so I want to end this with like a little retired number talk. I found this very interesting, uh, the fact that the Mariners have none, and they're soon going to have one because when Ken Griffey Jr. is inducted in the Hall of Fame, obviously he will become a retired number with the Seattle Mariners, but they have very stringent rules as far as whose number uh, gets retired, and so far nobody has fit the criteria. So tell us what that criteria is. Yeah, they're they're pretty simple. Uh, to, to have your number retired by the by the Mariners, you you have to uh, be a Hall of Fame consideration player, either either elected or very very close to being elected to the Hall of Fame, uh, and spend the majority of your career with with the club. Uh, uh, that's a tough that's a tough goal. Their their view, Allison, is say hey, we have uh, the Mariners Hall of Fame, and you know they're happy to put guys in that, and uh, and they have you know a fair number of of, of players and as well as the broadcaster Dave Niehaus in their uh, Mayor's Hall of Fame. But to put your number up there on the wall, uh, they have been, you know, way from the start of the franchise have set that, that kind of criteria. They haven't had a Hall of Famer yet, and they do have one coming up here in Ken Griffey Jr. And I find it pretty fitting that he's going to be the first player to have his number retired. Uh, they're going to do that in a ceremony about two weeks after the Hall of Fame induction in Cooperstown. Kenny will be in uh, Seattle for what should be a, a great weekend uh, baseball and, and kind of celebration with, with Ken in the house and put that number up there and uh, be pretty pretty cool. Okay, so then did they have to go into the Hall of Fame as a Mariner in order to have their number retired? Because obviously Randy Johnson fits that criteria, but he's in the Hall of Fame as a Diamondback. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a decision the club will make. I mean, they have people that weigh those things. It's not set in stone. You've got to go in with a wearing a Mariner hat in, the, in Cooperstown. It's basically if you've you know, if you are a Hall of Fame player or in consideration, they also won't consider a person until they're up five years out of the game, so where they would be a Hall of Fame consideration. So, you know, it's, it's kind of that – it's just a kind of a general standard they set. They want, you know, a, a player to have his number retired needs to be a Hall of Fame-type player and, uh, you know, have spent, you know, a good portion of their career with, with Seattle. Randy's a, an interesting case. I mean, that's one I think they'll they'll have to ponder the, the – more interesting thing there. Another interesting angle of that: Randy wore number 51. Ichiro Suzuki wore number 51. Uh, yeah. Ichiro will probably be going into the Hall of Fame here five years after he retires. So <laughs> they've kind of got an interesting situation with a number 51. It's going to take smarter minds than mine to uh, decide how they want to play that one out. I guess they wouldn't want to like retire Randy Johnson's number before they retire Ken Griffey's number anyway. I mean that would be a little silly given that Randy did not. I found it. I don't know. I. I I kind of thought that Randy Johnson maybe should have gone the Greg Maddox way and not picked a logo to have um, because he had accomplished so much with the Mariners. I know we're kind of getting off topic here, but it kind of surprised me that he did pick one, that he had a feeling yeah. about that. Um, but yeah. I would think that I mean, obviously, obviously the Mariners would at this point. If he was going to pick one, it was going to be the Diamondbacks. Uh, but certainly I, I I thought the same as you. He he was a huge factor in, in Seattle baseball, part of those really good teams. And, and – and pitched in Seattle for a long time and, and had some huge accomplishments in Seattle. So certainly uh, could have they could have made a case to have him, uh, you know, be a be a no hat guy into the hall. And uh, and he's he is one of the Mariner Hall of Famers, uh, part of that group along with you know Edgar and Jay Buhner and Dan Wilson and Jamie Moyer and Lou Pinella and uh, and uh, I don't know if I'm missing anybody there, Dave Niehaus and and that group. Uh, 
big part of Mariner baseball, and uh, Randy is part of that. So whether they retire his number or not, I, I don't know. But I, I do know they're going to retire Ken Griffey Jr.'s, and uh, and I, I do think it's right that he's the first one. And then with how they play it after that, I think will be some interesting discussions. Yeah, absolutely. I think that makes sense. But oh, that'll be fun to watch that whole junior thing going on this summer. What a great guy. Okay. Uh, thank you so much, Greg. Appreciate it. Talk to you next week. You bet. Good talking to you, Allison. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.